It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello, wherever you might be. Taz Racing Talk style and a gorgeous, at least where we are, in the SN Track studio is the lights are on. The, what do you got? Beef and black bean is ready no, to go. Can power, can power can again, power. is it? It smells good. Hello to you, Brand. If you're watching us, hello to you as well. Twitch stream is working. Taz Racing, so much going on. What's news? The, the weather right around uh, this great country of ours is really fickle. Um, no, that's not, gorgeous today. Yeah, it is today, but yeah. it was it started gorgeous yesterday as well, that's and then true. got hit by a storm and there's flash flooding. Oh, and there's... It, was, it was hard for me to know this. I was in the studio for five hours. I actually missed the entire storm, and so when I went went into the studio, it was nice. When I came out of the studio, it, was nice. it wasn't as nice, but I knew there'd been some precipitation around. Yeah, not but just didn't in, mind it. not not just in Melbourne though. It's been. Torrential up in Queensland, El Nino. Sydney, yeah. El Nino. You're La, La Nina. You know, I've El never, Nino. You're, you're the first person that ever, ever used that phrase. Correct. To me. I had never every, heard of it. Now everyone yeah. is. All the weather people. Well, and, you know what they say: when the dog speaks, the weather gods move. Meteorologists. <laughs> um, we had the Christmas party uh, last did. night, and I, I've got to say, off the top, um, I feel fine. You feel fine. David mm-hmm. Taggart was. Oh yeah. Was very good. Vote worthy. Oh, good. I, three votes. Jason Bonington came in late yeah. off his shift. Yeah. And hit the ground running. He did, which is, well, normal. And I reckon he was vote worthy. He, he was nice just and passed him real, in the, um, real good. Passed him in the corridor and there's just a little wink, wink, nod, nod. Just two blokes that knew they had a red hot crack mm-hmm. last night. Um, it was good. Good fun. You know, the issue is with a lot of the young bucks around Campbell, and we can throw DJ Donna straight under this proverbial bus, <laughs> is that they just don't have any experience when it comes to <laughs> midweek refreshing ales <laughs> at these type of experience. So, so DJ today, he's, he's in all sorts. He can't believe how and fresh just, we are. We're just cruising around like it's a, you know, and it, 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 always drink responsibly as we do, but uh, it might be an indication of the fact that we've been around this, uh, we've been around this track a few times. Not over our the first years. rodeo, no, is it? Um, Although, have you ever been to a rodeo? Never. I've well, ridden so, on one of those mechanical bulls. Yeah. Lasted. Oh, not even the first buck my, my, I was off. My, my old man, who was a, a jumps jockey, he was in a bar 30 years ago when there was a mechanical bull. And, of course, being a jockey, and oh, got oh, I got this, yeah. Straight yeah. off. Straight off. Different form of balance. Straight um, up. So, anyway, my, my, my life goal now, I've changed my life goal. In fact, my New Year's resolution, even though we're three weeks out, is to go to a rodeo and actually yell, this is my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. i tell you what was good. Yes. And I didn't mind it at all Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. The Lonnie races. Oh, there were some weird. cracking, cracking well, um, races. And DeRoach, um, Barry Campbell runner, yeah. straight back into form. Bang. The horse had been probably a little bit underwhelming in a couple of starts, his preparation. Speaking through your pocket, I see. Yeah, when, and when when it came over to uh, to Melbourne, ran at Sandown, uh, grand final day, I think. Um, I think it was, yeah. And 
um, was last. And But I tell you, Barry's got the horse flying again. Yep. Cody Jordan rode it like superstar, the, the star that she is and um, got to the front. Set a pretty solid tempo up front. Just kept finding, kicking, kicking, and and um, they couldn't get to it. So it was a nice return for the inevitable. There were some really, really good races. Turk Warrior continues to um, to go from strength mm. to strength. Seven um, wins from seven starts now, and this was this is probably the the toughest of the seven, but um, yet to be defeated. I thoroughly. Enjoyed Wednesday night. Beautifully done. Love it. Brennan Ryan. I also love the Ladbrokes Devonport Chaser Group 3 on Friday Arvo. Live hosted on Taz Racing TV and he was on fire and he joins us now. Brennan, hello to you, great man. Uh, good afternoon, Cam. Hey, Brownie. Yes, uh, it was a great day of racing in Devonport there on Friday and Cotton Jody Wynn celebrated in their first big group race success with Superior Wallace taking out the final. It was a big effort. Huge effort, mate. Unbelievable. And uh, it was a great day, mate. And, and you on fire and just thoroughly enjoyed it. The passion that comes out of it, mate, it, it adds so much nowadays. In the digital world we live, there are so many different components to these big events and you did a, a great job, mate. So congratulations. No, thank you. No, this is what we, um, you know, that I and Matt Reed, I, you know, just pride ourselves on giving the best we can to the, the people that follow us and, uh, you know, making sure that, um, you know, we deliver the best product there. Any major surprise out of a few, mate? Was there anything over the course, not just of the race, but of the of the meeting, it was a surprise for you? Um, probably, probably the consolation when my own dog come out around twenty five fourteen. Bang! Uh, Blackpool Flat. <laughs> Look, mate, I actually believe you missed a trick there, Brennan. I would have opened with that. I would have forgotten <laughs> about the group three. I would have just uh, spoken a little bit about which. Uh, um, he, he, it was brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Must have been a thrill on, on such a really nice night. Oh, it was. It's pretty much deja vu. We had the same scenario a couple of years back. We had a great uncle, Cosmic Air. She got beaten in the nose in the heat and then come out and smashed the clock in the in the consolation and went quicker than the cup final. So it's happened again. But, you know, we're going to um, turn our attention towards the Hobart 1000 with the dog now. Uh, no, that's exciting, isn't it? Because you're right. What's the Hobart 1000? Uh, two weeks away? What's the date today? Is it two weeks tomorrow, the Hobart 1000? Uh, in our no, front... Six days away. It's now. Oh, it's oh, snuck up on us. It has snuck up on us, and I tell you what, there's exciting. It's, it's it's unbelievably exciting, though, and that's that's what this period in Tasmania is 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 so great about it because we go bang with the chase into the thousand, and it's a it's a great time of the year. The weather is you know, traditionally fickle, as Brandon did touch on, but the very fact is we're seeing great greyhounds go around, and you can set yourself up, and you've got one that's in form, which is exciting. Brandon, when they come out and smash the clock like that, uh, you know. Do you see it coming, or it's just a genuine surprise? It's just one out of the box. Yeah, genuine surprise. Look, we did programming as um, you know, as like a grand final day. We didn't expect him to run that time, but he just—he's a dog. If you can get him in the zone, he just times it brilliantly. And he was just—you know—he he was like a—he was like a jet. He—he he was just—you couldn't get in it out of his road quick enough. He was just <laughs> brilliant on the day. <laughs> All right, mate. What do you like for this weekend? You got you got a couple you like. Have you got a special guest today, Brennan? I do. I have Claire Robbins, who hopefully will join us. She um, joined us a couple of weeks ago talking about the Hobart Thousand, and um, she's integral to it. Um, plays a big part, and yeah, she'll have plenty to talk about as well. All right. Before we get to Claire, let's get a little bit into uh, a couple of uh, your bets for the weekend, mate. What do you like? Well, I'm going to shelve everything in the moment. We'll, um, I'll concentrate towards next Thursday. I've got a couple of runners for us to follow, mainly Superior Wallace. Um, 
I think he's our best local chance heading into the heat. Um, obviously, the draws won't come out until about 3 o'clock this afternoon, but off his win in the prelude there uh, last night, I think he's going really well. And, and I've got superior... Um, uh, sorry, sacred stance for Teddy Medhurst. He was really good there on uh, through the Devonport Chase Series, and he'll be a contender for the Hobart 1000 as well. Beautifully done, mate. It's what we're going to do, Brennan. We're just having a little phone issue with Claire. So what we'll do, we'll go to a quick break. We'll buzz you back, and we'll get Claire on as well, and we'll sort it out, and we'll uh, we'll have you and Claire having a chat about what's going to be a huge couple of weeks, mate. So we'll talk to you on the other side of this. We'll talk to Claire as well. It's Taz Racing Talk, Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, all thanks to Ladbrokes. That on the other side of this. This will Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That's what we're doing, wherever you might be. Hello, good afternoon to you, Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, Taz Racing Talk. And uh, we had a little phone issue, but they all sorted out. Brennan Ryan is here. We'll get his tips up very shortly at SN underscore tracker. And the very special guest, Brennan, you've got Claire on as well. Take it away, mate. Uh, well, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, Claire, welcome. Um, obviously, it's a, a very big hype of excitement. You've got the heat to the home mark thousand now only six days away. Understanding there's six heats um, coming up this Thursday night, the uh, club would be excited with with the noms they've received so far. Oh, we are over the moon. We have definitely got some quality dogs coming from the mainland this year, so it's all very exciting and it's going to feel very real. No, I can imagine. And on you know, on recent performances, not only of the interstate dogs but the local dogs. Um, you know, we saw Superior Wallace take out the Barry Haywood prelude and, and and there were some other good runs there on the right as well. So there's a good understanding that the locals are not going to give the interstate dogs any chance of, uh, you know, of, keep, of taking the money away. Oh, no, there's a very real chance that this year we'll retain the Hobart 1000, uh, especially with Superior Wallace, who's winning the Devonport chase, and then to back it up with the... Barry Haywood prelude last night in an outstanding time is just phenomenal. The dog is definitely in form and performing very well for Nicole Howard and her connection. Certainly is. And uh, for yourself, uh, you've worked tirelessly, I understand, with you know being involved in the committee and working in partnership with Taz Racing to um, you know get the, get it out there and get the race you know known to the public and. Um, what I've seen so far, you should be congratulated on your efforts and uh, obviously you need to be looking forward to, you know, firstly the heats, but then to uh, towards the final there in a week's time. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. I think every single person on our committee has worked tirelessly to get this event off the ground alongside Taz Racing with help and support of every single person in our industry. It's not possible without them sharing our Facebook posts, liking our Facebook posts. It's a credit to all of us within the industry. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, obviously we've got the Hobart 1000, which is our main talking point. But on uh, December 11 there, it's a good night for everybody. Um, <coughs> you'll, you'll conduct the box draw there that night. But uh, there's a couple of other events going on with the Hall of Fame and other few things there as well. Uh, what can you elaborate on? Obviously, there's the Denise Fish Award there that is a, a, a real pride of place there for the Hobart Club. Yeah, the Denise Fish is our newest award. It's uh, in memory of our late, great <coughs> chairman, Denise Fish, who served this community and our club for 13 years as our chairman. She all but single-handedly brought us the 2012 Nationals, and she was the one who fought tirelessly and dedicated her life to maintaining the Hobart 1000 
at its group one stature. So she's a huge part of our industry and the award as well as the race on final night is in her memory to keep her legacy alive. Yeah, it certainly does. And, um, you know, with the interstate nominations we've received, obviously we've got Ferdinand Boy, Fernando Mick there, and uh, understand we're highlighted by Group 1 Adelaide Cup when they do it, that'll come across as well. Uh, you know, that um, yeah, you know, so we always like to have a good couple of headliners. So do it. He won last night at Sandown as well. He was third in the Top Gun, and, of course, he won the Group 1 Adelaide Cup. Fernando yeah, Boy did. last uh, night guys. and Ferdinand Boy last night and Fernando Mix, they ran against Superior Wallace and they were very unlucky to miss out on the minor placings and they can only improve on their runs here at Hobart. No doubt. Hey, Claire, it's Cam Luke. Thank you for joining us on Taz Racing Talk. Before we do let you go, I just want to circle back on the something you mentioned before as well and I touched on it with with Brennan off the top. Social media and, and, and digital ways of ways that clubs and and people can interact. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you mentioned Facebook. It opens up so many avenues, doesn't it, when it comes to advertising and exposure of our great events? Yeah, Facebook is definitely our leading avenue of marketing and advertising for not only this event, for the club as well. And our participants get on board, they like and share our posts. So it gets out to the wider community. We'd be really lost without our social medias, I think. Yeah, beautifully done. In fact, Brownie and I here in the studio are very lost without social media on a daily basis <laughs> as well. Uh, Claire, thank you, and I, I appreciate you uh, coming on. Thank you. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. Anytime. Brennan, before we let you go, we'll just quickly fire through those best bets again, mate. What do you like? Uh, Superior Wallace heading into the heats of the Hobart Thousand as well as uh, Sacred Stands. I think they're two outstanding chasers that are going to really shape up and hopefully be our defence and kicking the this year's Hobart Thousand trophy on home soil. Loving it. At SN underscore track to get involved as well. You can get uh, and we'll get Brennan's tips up there. Brennan, uh, Cam Luke's more a Snapchat guy on social media. I'm a Twitter <laughs> man. What uh, What's your go-to social media? Uh, I'm more of a Twitter guy, uh, as you know. Um, yeah, I, I keep it basic, otherwise I, I'll end up with too many identities. I've got two rules in life, Brennan. No Snapchat, yeah. no TikTok, and I abide by both of those rules. I'm still going strong. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Congratulations, not just on your on your Greyhound winning, but also the great job you did on Taz Racing uh, TV, mate. It was brilliant on Friday. No, thank you. We'll be back to do it all again this coming Thursday night. So tune in on Taz Racing TV, myself and Matt Reid, they're all doing plenty of interviews. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a fantastic night of racing coming up for the Hobart Thousand Eats. Beautifully done. We'll actually hear from Matt Reid very shortly. First, you know, Glenn Stevenson joins us on Taz Racing Talk. Nice Wednesday night. There's a superstar quite possibly as well that he has. Very impressive winner. And we welcome, we welcome him. Glenn, hello to you. G'day, guys. How are you? No, mate, we're great. We're going to kickstart it with Turk Warrior. I'm assuming that that's the conversation and the, the topic of many of which you're having right now, and I'm certain you love that type of chat. Yeah, no, look, he was he was huge again the other night, and uh, look, he's pulled up a treat, so we'll push on. There's a 1,400 trophy race in a couple of weeks, and uh, and it shouldn't be an issue. Does he, he, look, he's more, from where we sit, Brownie and I and all the punters, where we sit... He just continues to get more impressive every time he goes to the track. Does he Does he surprise you, not just with how he performs on the night, but how he turns up and how he rocks up and how he pulls up, as you just mentioned, the day after? Does he keep surprising you that he's able to keep doing it every single time you turn him out? Well, not really, because as a two-year-old, like, you expect him to sort of, you know, go off or, you know, as a, as a younger horse. And, 
he sort of thrived through his two-year-old days and like he hasn't missed a beat this time in, and like he went to sleep up there at the races the other night. And then sort of, <laughs> the time he gets into the mountain, yeah, you know, it's up and about, do the job. It's pretty bomb-proof. Uh, what, what's the plan, sort of this preparation? Will you will you come over to to the mainland? Uh, we'll just we'll, we'll go to this fourteen hundred, uh, which is in a fortnight, I think. And then there's a our Guineas type mile race yeah. here, which I think you'll yeah. get a mile. But um, look, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge whether we come over into the new year to, to Melbourne or we'll just see how he how he goes for these couple of runs. He, he does look he does track the way he races. He looks like he'll get a mile and that, that's clearly the feel that he gives you in track work as well when you when you see him spin every day. Yeah, look he does. He's just he's probably just got to come back a little bit on that bridle. He, he sort of he's not over racing but he's there hard on the chew. So hopefully his first first race has took a bit of the edge off there and he and he travels nicely. And that wasn't the only win he had on the night as well. It was a really successful Wednesday for you. Yeah, no, it was good. The mare in the last, she's going to make a nice star, but uh, it was a little bit hard for her the other night. Um, she likes to get a toe in the ground, but she's going to have six weeks off, and she'll be a horse that'll probably come over in the winter months and uh, race in Melbourne as well. Both uh, both your runners that lobbed Wednesday night were very heavily mm. supported. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There must have been... Uh... Hang on, Brownie's speaking through his pocket as well, mate, so just keep that in mind. Uh, uh, yeah, but well, that's right. I, I did make uh, Turk Warrior my best of the night, actually... I took uh, Tavi splash on with blushed, and oh, um, no. I was made to look very silly. But uh, yeah, both really well supported. So um, you obviously tipped him out to a few. Yeah, big ass. I tipped him in, and he <laughs> he told a few people. So boys got their coin there. But look, that they were the right right races for yeah. them, and they're both good horses. And uh, even a couple of boys had a little go on on Wesley, but uh, he ran second, and he was huge. He, he, he was brilliant, wasn't he? The, the long break, the age, and a uh, really hot race as well. He, he was outstanding. Yeah, it was like, uh, it was a bit to see him do that. And, and then my apprentice, Cody, uh, won the race. It was, a, it was a really good night. How many got in work at the moment, Glenn? We we have about 20 all the time in work. We have a few pre-training. We've got a, a fair few youngins coming through the system, but... We never sort of get over 20, so it's, it's we train off the beach. We live on the beach, so um, it's a good environment for them down there, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have so much success. Uh, hey, but we've got a, you've got a couple going around at Devonport today. There's one that I actually want to... I, I, I don't know if I'm I'm looking too deep and just trying to, to find a bit of value, but overplay in, in race number five. I, at a nice price, you can get nearly 30 bucks on Ladbrokes. I, I think you run a nice race. Well, tell me a little more about him and how confident you got. Look, he's he's definitely got the ability to win that race. It's a matter of if he actually stays in the gates. It's we've had uh, he's a he's a bit of a cream puff. Yep. He's a bit soft, but he can gallop. Um, if uh, if the boys can hold him in the gates and he jumps and he lands in the first four, he's 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 well and truly a big chance. I actually backed him a couple of starts ago when he won at a nice little price. I think it was about seven or eight dollars when he won that day as well. When when you have a, a, a quirky horse like that, you know, is it just hard melt stuff when you're sitting in the stands, just fingers crossed? It's almost secondary what happens in the actual race because if he doesn't get going the first fifty meters, then we're in trouble. Oh, and it's it's so frustrating too because sometimes you get these horses and they actually have got ability, but you you just go there and then back to the trials or they do something wrong and like. We've done that much work with the horse, but at the end of the day, once they get into the gates, it's it's, it's all we just cross the fingers. Is there anything the the jockey does differently? Is there anything you instruct the jockey to try and do coming out of the mounting guard when you when you, when you leg the jock up? Like, is there anything or there are other things you have tried that have worked or haven't worked to try and because it, it remarkably frustrating because if you blow a start, 
Getting a good barrier is half the battle. If you blow the start, then you're stuffed anyway most of the time. So is there little things that you've tried to do with the jock going around to the gates? No, he's, he's good. Like, he's a, he's a lead pony. Yep. But as soon as he gets in those gates, he turns into a, like, just tries to crawl into a ball and <laughs> and he tries a different trick, whether it's put the head down, put the head up or lay on the gates. And honestly, you just don't know what you're going to get. And that's where the, the jock will get off and won't get on till last one goes in and the barrier tendon's got the front and the back and, and just hope for good luck. It might be cla- claustrophobic. I know that when I get put into sort of a confined <laughs> oh, police cell, I yeah. curl up into a bit of a ball too sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's like one of those ones we played football with. Like He struts around, he's six foot two and you know yep. strong as then hold a bull out to piss, but yep. once he gets in there, he's, he's just a big sealer. Yeah, no, that actually sounds a little bit like Brownie. Actually, uh, you got four in today though. You got four in today. There's a couple of really good chances, at least from a market perspective. Uh, Gregorian Chant and then uh, Ubriaco. I hope I've said that right in the seventh. But you got a couple yep. of good chances today. Yeah, look, it's the right race for Gregorian Chant. Uh, and there's another one like mm-hmm. she gallops all right. Uh, come from Melbourne, ex OTI horse, mm-hmm. and um, probably should have won a lot more races. Like it will look like the winner at some stage. Uh, whether it's that last hundred metres where. It, gets to the front and it'll just stop like Froggy rode it one day there at Launceston or six in at Devonport six in front and I think it got beat by three like mm. it, it, it can stop I've never had a horse stop like it but uh, young girl claimed four she's only had a few rides um, right down in class for it I, I think it's a real good chance and Ubriaco will be hard to beat as well just on just on that Gregorian chance so in, in a situation when it, it obviously comes to you after it's had some racing how do those conversations go are they through Contacts you've got with OTI, do they just randomly think that you're a trainer? That you know, how, how does it all sort of work when you when you end up with a with a horse that's raced before and it changed stables? Oh, just an association. One of the blokes who was in it. Yep. Uh, he like knowing knowing through a couple of jockeys and said, "Look, we've got this horse. He's a nice. She's a nice horse and can win races, but she just pulls up like send it to the beach and over to Tassie where it's a bit lesser class. You, you might pick a few up, and and we have, mm-hmm. but uh, she should have won a lot more races." Yeah, well, hopefully today is the day. you got a couple of nice horses as well. The big win on Wednesday. So good luck going forward, Turk Warrior. Look forward to that and see what it means into the new year as we head towards some of those Guineas races. Mate, we appreciate your time jumping on the line, having a chat to us. No worries, guys. And see you when you get over. Can't wait for it. Can't wait. Thanks, Glenn. January 5, Devonport Cup. (laughs) I'm counting down the days. Uh, I think I might have been able to just sort a little uh, Southern Airlines deal out as well on the side. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, We've got a big January. In fact, yeah. we've got a big February as well. Got a big year <laughs> we have. coming up. <laughs> the border restrictions, the gates are down. We're making we're up back. for last time. We're back. Hey, we might just squeeze the news in just a tad early, although we're pretty much on time, which for us is a tad earlier. Matt Reed, Tommy Hackett, got some good news as well when it comes to Ladbrokes and Tasmanian Racing on the other side of this. On SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. My... And you might be watching us as well. If you are, hello to you. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Really, really exciting announcement coming shortly. Uh, Tommy Hackett, Cal DeGruy going to jump on the line in around 15 minutes' time. Matt Reed's about to join us. Wherever you might be, you can get involved. 0499 736 736. Jamie Koshup, moments away. He'll have a very special guest. A, um, a, a very, very good young talent is going to join uh, Jamie Koshart as well. And what is, uh, to be fair, going to be a huge weekend. I'm so excited for Devonport Cup. January 5, I've cleared the schedule. Yeah, it should be fun. Mm -hmm. Just trying to come up with a way that we can get to um, the walls of Jerusalem. 
the uh, you, you continue to talk about well, a little national park that I need. I need to well, see. We, I, need to, I don't understand how what the issue is. We will one hundred percent get there. Well, we'll have to do it before the Devonport Cup, like because well, have, there's no we, way, mate. Is there a time? Why don't we go there for sunrise? Oh, no. not, not the TV show, the, no. actual, the actual I reckon it's sunrise. an hour and a quarter out of Devonport. So we just get up early. You know what? Let's see if Matt and then Reed, it's a hike. Let's see if Matt Reed's in town. He can drive us. He joins us now. Matt, uh, hello to you, buddy. I'm at, I'm at the other end of the state from Devonport, but, and I don't normally like to be the designated driver, yeah, but for you blokes, I, I might do it. Well, well, we, one of, well, you know what? If you've got a car, we'll just borrow it, and then we'll come back. For, we'll, be, we'll be there. We'll be... Uh, I nice love nature. Trip. A yeah. lot of people don't know that. No, I love I getting out into nature. So. I know. It's, it, you've told me for five years. It still surprised me every time you want to talk about it. Hey, Matt, hey, fr- Wednesday night was cool, wasn't it? It was a lot of good racing. A lot of nice horses got around. Yeah, it was a, it was a super night of racing. Um, Steve, I mentioned it earlier. That the track got a little bit firm late in the night, but that's largely because it was a nearly 30-degree day up in Lonnie, and it didn't really cool down for for much of the night. Um, yeah, Glenn touched on Turk Warrior. He was simply outstanding. I thought that was the race where a lot of people thought that uh, under the conditions of the race and the up-and-coming Alpine Wolf that it would be the race where Turk Warrior got knocked off. Hence, he was bet 250 into a $1.85. Yeah. And he was just simply too good. Although it does have to be said that the second horse, Alpine Wolf, went super as well. So he's clearly pretty handy in his own right. It's just going to be hard to turn the tables. That was set weights and penalties, that race. They go to 1,400 and a mile now at set weight. So Turk Warrior will come back to the field weight-wise. So I'm not sure we'll see him at better than even money mm-hmm. for the rest of the carnival. Matt, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but uh, DeRoche um, win going around at you know nearly 30 to 1, was that just a crazy price in the end? Oh, look, it was Brownie. It was a similar story actually last year with the winner GG second over. A really good horse that was forgotten by the market. But the the race really changed complexion because, well, Steve-O had a runner in War Correspondent that was five bucks that yep. was deemed to, to not be not have a fair start. And then the race favourite, Ambion 280, missed the kick as well. So mm-hmm. you had two speed runners in the race that missed the kick. And what that meant was Barriers, four, uh, barriers 12, DeRoche and I'm Wesley 13 were able to come across pretty easily. And in, in the end, they've run the Quinella. So... If you knew that that was going to happen, I think the reason that they were such big odds on Wesley off a huge break, but DeRoche, just the task of crossing from the outside barrier looked like it would be too difficult on paper. But as I said, with the race changing complexion early on, she got across and fair play to connections for putting apprentice in Cody Jordan on, who's done a lot of work um, with the horse and other thoroughbred runners. It's a race where she couldn't use her claim, but they still put her on and, and got the reward. Yeah, she, every time I see her ride, she just looks so composed. I know she's young and um, she she rides with a very wise head on her shoulders. As she's obviously one of the, the up-and-coming talents out of the state, isn't she? Yeah, for sure. And she puts the work in as far as trying to read races and understand maps and things like that. And, and I think that's really important and something that you don't always see with a lot of apprentices. They might just wait for the instructions and they'd not necessarily have a, a plan B, but Cody's one that can go to plan A, B and C. Hey, before we let you go, mate, what do you like today? Good good card. Uh, yeah, Devonport today, a pretty competitive meeting. Uh, best bet for me is race six, number three, has the look. Super trial, bit of speed in that race. I think that he'll be finishing over the top with Brendan McCool in the saddle. And best at value is in the following race, race seven, Innocent Peg, 
Uh, I bet as much as $20 early, this horse. It's into around $7 now, so they haven't missed it. Bit of a forgive run first up at Launceston with an apprentice on. Draws well today uh, with a senior rider on, David Perez, and, and I think we'll see improvement there at an each-way price, which is race seven, number five. But I just want to ask you, Cam, yep. I've got my Jack Jumpers membership. Yep. I'm heading tonight to see us take on the Bullets. Yep. Most, pun- most pundits are tipping us and the Taipans to battle it out for the spoon. Yep. What's your take on the Jack Jumpers? All right. Firstly, to the Premier of Tasmania, I'm so disappointed because I was so desperate to be there tonight because I love history and sport. I, I think the depth of your team will be challenged. The top six, really good. Really good. So you'll win games. I think you'll win tonight. This is just what happens in sport. The joint's going to be jumping. Tassie deserved it. They've got it. You'll be losing your mind there, Matt. I think they'll beat the Bullets. I don't think they'll finish above the Bullets when it's all said and done because depth in the NBL and more games nowadays does get tested a little bit. Uh, but I reckon they can win between six and eight games. So I think it's going to yeah. be, a, you know, and you know, for a new franchise... I did like Scotty Roth yesterday, the baggy green or the baggy green jacket. Now you have your number inscribed. And uh, I just hope yourself, Matt, and all the fans in there with the John will be jumping, but all the players and coaching staff and administrators are extremely proud forever that they're a part of history. So uh, good luck tonight, mate. I can't wait to sit on the couch and watch it. Well, one thing you find when you do come down, Cam, is that um, the place is going absolutely crazy Good. for the Jack Jumpers. Clint Steindl, our captain, he was our first signing. The amount of Steindl jerseys getting around, you'd be forgiven for thinking he was Steph Curry. So uh, they're definitely getting behind the Jack Jumpers, and I think they're, they're awesome. waiting to find a play to get on board. Well, it's going to happen tonight, mate. Enjoy it and get there early, because I'm assuming it's going to be, as all NBL games are, high octane. I think SE and Hobart. Jack Revolt's got his radio show actually prior, I think, on the concourse or out the front of the stadium as well. So it will be a big part of what's going to be a huge night, historic night. Enjoy it, mate. And uh, right, hopefully thanks, hopefully we found a couple of winners at Devonport first. Absolutely. Have a good weekend. Beautifully done. Will do. Matt Reed. there you go. Jamie Cockshut's now going to join us as well because uh, Launceston today, Hobart Sunday, it's all going, mate. How you doing, brother? Yeah, not too bad, copper. Oh, come on. I haven't been called cover for a while, but I like it. I like it a lot. How's your week been? Yeah, no, nah, not too bad, mate. You know, beautiful sunny sunny day down in Hobart today after a, a night of thunderstorms and torrential mm-hmm. rain. But, yeah, what do you, you know, what are you do- beautiful, mate, actually. What are you doing Sunday? Sunday, not much at all, mate. That's you're not, you're not, not, much at all. You're, not, you're not fleeing the, uh, the great state of Tasmania to get to the MCG to celebrate the D's and the Premiership? No, well, I've seen it once in a while, mate, so nothing will be able to replicate that. So, <laughs> That's fair. You know, you know be, I'm happy with what I've seen on the day, mate. But um, but it'll be good for all the, you know, the Melbournians and all the law supporters to get there and, you know, being able to, you know, to relive it in some way, you know, meet the players, mm-hmm. see the cup, and, yeah, it'll be great, mate. It's just a pity the great man, Ron Barassi, yeah. has come down with a bit of COVID, mate, because it would have been great to see him there to hand the, the cup over with Neil. But, um not to me, but I'm sure it'll be a great day for all Melbourne supporters. It just seems to me, Brownie, that if uh, Jamie can't continue to fill his pockets like he did all year on the D's, he's got no interest. <laughs> That's what it seems to me anyway. Hey, uh, Launceston today, mate, what do you like? Yeah, no, Launceston tonight, it's a pretty good meet, to be honest, mate. Um, it's the heats of the Tassie Golden Apple. Uh, the first heats dominated by Rowan Hillier. He's got um, Montana Storm and up-and-comer, Riley Major, who... He's a star pacer and lip reader. It's a good race. I'm, you know, I reckon Riley Major can get the job done off the 30 metres, even though it's over the short trip of 2,200. 
Um, but a, a couple of plays that I don't mind in Launceston um, come up. Oh, where, where, no, where did we go first? Launceston or Hobart? Launceston, I think. Was it today? Launceston. Yeah, Launceston yeah. Tonight. Race two. Yeah, Launceston tonight. Yep. Race two. Launceston. Yeah, Launceston race two. Yep. I'm pretty pretty keen in that race. I've just lost my bloody notes, boy. That's all. Right, I'll talk to you. Race two number five. I'm Lady Madeline. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Race two number five. I'm Lady Madeline, mate. She finds a very winnable race. Uh, could be able to push forward. Just depends whether Whitney Silk kicks up or she's got to sit outside. But either way, I think she's the one to beat. And yeah, you know, I reckon. Two twenty, two thirty is probably a, a fair enough price. There's a couple of value later on in the night that I'm pretty keen on. Uh, race six, number nine, Pardew Pluggers. The other one, I'm, I'm, you know, just gets a good run through early. Um, drops back a little bit in grade, to be honest. It raced a couple of handy times around around third, first up for a long time, and just maps to get the run. I think he can nearly get the job done around probably three twenty, three fifty. And a couple of them in the night, um, Connor Crook's stable's got a couple of like um, newcomers to the state race. Seven number nine, Bowdy in. Um, it's pretty good first local run. Just gets a good run through early. Connor's on board tonight and he'll put him into the race and, you know, he'll take through a lot of beating. And over to race eight, the other one, Better's Beach, comes down from the Riverina um, up in New South Wales border there and just looks to find a winnable race. It showed a bit of gate speed last time over there, so I could see it pushing forward over the short trip and leave a him or Stormy Sands to win the race. But, you know, I reckon Connor can get the job done on, on Better's Beach in the last at um, Launceston tonight, boys. All right, beautifully done. We'll get your Hobart tips in a moment because you've got a very special guest joining us on the line. Yeah, we've got young Geordie Chibnall joining us. Um, she's the leading junior driver in the state and and the leading female driver. She's had a great season. She works for BNR, so she gets a lot of opportunities, but she's sitting well clear. And, you know, I'm sure this is her career uh, best year as a driver. We've sitting on up there with 36 wins. Is that right, Geordie? Yeah, that's for sure. So you made the move over, you know, for, geez, it'll be 12 or 18 months ago, put it now, from Victoria to, to come over and work for Bentley to get a few more opportunities. Yeah, I moved over at the end of um, January to get those opportunities, like you mentioned, from Ben, which has been really good. Um, I've had over 250 drives, so plenty of opportunities there. <laughs> no, that's right, but, but that's what it's all about. The more you drive, you know, the more you're going to learn and the better you get, and it's all about getting opportunities, and that's one thing junior drivers do get when they do come over to work for Ben. Um, we'll yeah. touch on a few of your drives tonight. Um you got a couple of drives in the heats of the Tassie Golden Apple. Rock on Playboy in the first. Um, you, you, you know, he's he coming in a blaze of glory. And it's only his last run that he bothered his copybook. But this, that was his first run in high company. He did miss away from the tapes. Um, do you reckon he, you can get him to go away tonight and, and be a be a major player in that first team? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, if he does go away, he definitely should be thereabouts. It is a big step in class, obviously, racing horses like Riley Major and horses like that. But um, he's, before his last run, he strung five wins together. So if he can bring that type of form, he'll be thereabouts, hopefully. That's for sure. Then, then we go over, you've got a special affinity on Deadly Assassin. You've got the job done a couple of times on him when I've actually been on, so I'm sleeping better. Um, He's one of them horses when things go his way he can run very big races. He's he's got a he's got a tricky draw in my eyes, drawing the pole from a stand stark, so it's not the greatest, but if he's able to step away, 
he's not without some claims because this is the easier heat of the two. Yeah, he's probably my better chance of the two. He's my favourite horse, so that's why I'm on him all the time. Um, one doesn't really suit him from the stand. He doesn't get away as best as he can. Like when he steps really good at Devonport, I think he drew four or five. So it's probably a tricky draw, but if he can step and lob somewhere handy, he should be thereabouts in the finish. Then we go across to He's the one. Um, you know, he, he won well at Hobart last week after missing away from the tapes, and he was a late scratch at Launceston last Sunday night because he misbehaved, which he can do sometimes. Um, but he seems to have returned to his, something like his best form, and his best form will make him very hard to beat in this race. Yeah, he was really good on Friday night when I drove him. Um, he did get a nice run uh, sneaking along the pegs, which he loves being on the pegs. So especially drawn eight, that'll really suit him down to the ground. And all you'll need is a little split up the straight somewhere and you should be there about. And um, we'll head across to Hobart on, on Sunday night. Um, you, you've got some handy drives there and I'm sure you're going to be pretty keen to, to um, take out the Young Blood series this, this over the weekend. And that's the series for all you junior drivers. Um, you've got Rox Roy. He was a good winner last time, he, but he got every chance. He followed the leader. He got out when he had to get out, and you know he's winning nicely and held and held on to win. Um, he looked to be a good handy sit sprinter, and um, he's got to be one of your better chances on at Hobart. Yeah, I'd say he's probably my best chance in the Young Blood series overall. Um, he was a good winner last start. Like he said, he did have his chance, but he still had to get the job done, and he did do that quite impressively. So hopefully he can repeat that some type of way. Um, just don't know where he's going to be in the run. Um, nine's a good draw for him, but it just depends where we end up. Jordan, Jamie, we appreciate you having a chat. We're just running out of time here, so we're going to squeeze uh, a couple of Jamie's best in as well at Hobart. So, Jordan, thank you, and good luck for the weekend. No worries. Thanks, guys. All right, Jamie, just quickly, mate, in about 30 seconds or less, what do you like at Hobart on Sunday? Well, Hobart plays on Sunday, mate. The best two, race two, number three, Luby Lombo. Race four, number two, Demands Respect. Cutler Value, race seven, number eight, Major Lester. And race eight, number six, Joe Dina. Beautifully done. At SN underscore track, they'll be up. Jamie, thank you, my man. No worries, boys. Thank you. We'll squeeze a break away. Some huge news on the other side of this. G'day, Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That's right. Big day ahead of us. Can't wait for Devonport this afternoon in particular. But uh, some really good news. Ladbroke's been a major wagering partner at Taz Racing for the last three years and a huge announcement. Plenty going on. Carl DeGru joins us, Director of Corporate Development at Ladbroke's. He's, uh, he's been on the show before. Carl, hello to you. Hey boys, great to speak. Hey, great to speak and, and great to hear the news as well because you're going to be at the summer launch and there's a fair, pretty big announcement coming. Yeah, no, we, we, did, the, uh, we did the launch yesterday down in, in Hobart and uh, we were thrilled to use that, that platform to announce that uh, yeah, we are extending our, our sponsorship with Taz Racing and all, and all the clubs across the three, three codes for a further four years. So really exciting for us we're really excited about how the the industry is growing in in tasmania and and you know to be able to align our brand across the three codes is quite unique as we do in the tassie market but i think also importantly great news for for the industry there the clubs and and participants to to have that 
uh, stability and certainty going forward over an extended period. Hey, from the outside looking in, it just looked like a gimme the, uh, the, the, to re-sign because it just works so well on, on both for yourself and, and Taz Racing. Now, I'm sure it was a little more complicated than that, but it's, it's a marriage that works really well, isn't it? To be fair, it was a pretty short negotiation. Yep. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I think you're 100% right. Look, we've, we've, we've really enjoyed the association. I think we've shown that we, we work together, we share uh, similar values, um, and, and we're, you know, we're, we're very much aligned in, in trying to find innovation and, and ways to engage audiences on, on the product down there. So, you know, I think you, you will have seen that with some of the content um, that, it, that our team have done around... Um, you know some of the the Tassie horses and participants, which which has gone really really well for us, and 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 it just I, I think tells the the story, particularly to the mainland, a little bit more about what a great product, and and we've spoken about it previously. What a you know it's it's a good product, it's a good wagering product, uh, and and I think it's it's going to grow over time. So uh, yeah, look, I think we it was a really easy fit for us, and and one we're we're delighted to to commit to. Really good piece on Turk Warrior on the Ladbroke socials right now to go check that out as well. Before we let you go, there's, there's, there's so much happening. We, we talk a lot about it. I talk more about it than Brownie, but we're going to be down there for Devonport Cup. We can't wait for the summer carnival and how good it gets. But uh, the 100K Cups double bonus is, is, is a huge initiative as well and, and, and something that financially, for trainers and connections, uh, they're going to reap the financial rewards. Yeah, well, it's a decent carrot, isn't it, you know, to, to, to try and land the... Uh both the Hobart and, and Launceston Cups. Um, not easy to do, it's no. got, to be, got to be said, but the, but the prize is there if you can find the right horse to, to do that. And certainly, you know, over the last couple of years, the, the, the horse that's running for the double is, is often in the market, just probably hasn't panned out that way. But, you know, look, it'll be interesting to see what, what the mix is of, of horses that gets attracted into, into, those, into those Cups this year. Certainly, you know, guys like Patrick Payne and... Are really starting to target horses at at those races, and and so you know it all adds a little bit of intrigue and interest to to the whole affair. Oh, beautifully done, mate! Congratulations again, and I look forward to chatting again very soon, Carl. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Thank you. From one Ladbrokes legend to another one, Tommy Hackett joins us, and of course the great news there, Tommy with Ladbrokes coming into a four year extension, which means. Another four years of this great marriage, and I think it's the beginning of uh, decades of a partnership. No doubt. You got one today for us at Devonport, mate? Yeah, great news to have that officially announced. It's been a partnership I've really enjoyed, and uh, I think, it, as you've said, Cam, it's uh, the, the perfect marriage. So got a big card of racing at Devonport this afternoon. I, I do like one here in race five in the Ludbrokes Golden Mile. A horse I think can be a genuine contender in the Devonport Cup is the favourite here as a ranker. It's run three on the trot, won five from its 12 race starts. It's the $3.40 favourite, and I think it'll be winning again here uh, this afternoon. Uh, it's got a really good record at this distance, three from four. It's won at Devonport in the past, and I think she's a mare that has some serious upside. So I think she'll win the Ladbrokes Golden Mile, and I think she'll go to the Devonport Cup as one of the main chances. Earlier in the day, race two, number four, Ash Mania, I think can run really well. Uh, made her debut with a, a pretty good win, uh, but beat Dawn Eagle there. And the form coming out of that made it has been quite good. So it's $3, race two. I think she can run really well. As always, mate, thank you. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, boys. Lad breaks great news, four-year extension, which means, I guess, a four-year extension for you and I, Brownie, I which is thought. even better. <laughs> Big day, huge day, races around the country. Let's get into trackside next.